Welcome back to another exciting episode of Ben and Phoenix Talk Games. This is episode 41, recorded on May, today's 7th, today's the 7th, May 7th, 2023. I am Ben, and I'm joined again by Phoenix. Phoenix, how's it going? Dude, we're just thriving in Oklahoma, you know, how we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we... Probably a fast episode this time. Neither one of us has been playing a ton of stuff, but we've got some stuff to talk about and wanted to make sure we got an episode out of there before it got to be like middle of summer. Um, although, what's the weather like there? Dude, I was just going to say, speaking of summer, today was like the first day that was like 87, which oh. if, you're, if you're in Oklahoma, like 87 is hot. Like it's, it's starting to get humid and then it starts to like... Even when the wind blows, it's just humid and hot air. So you're just kind of like, why, why even be outside? So it's, it felt okay outside today, but you're like, in the back of your head, you're like, this is it. This is the cutoff. This is the last few weeks that we get of like normal. And then it's like 150 every day. Yeah, it was <laughs> 150. <laughs> it, um, it was like, um, I went to a local festival today, like with food trucks and vendors and stuff. And it was like in the, late 60s i think early 70s or something like that but it's coming it gets really hot here and it gets really humid here because we're surrounded by water and I, you and i were just texting about this within the last week because you you know like you were like you know hot is okay but humid is bad and i'm definitely like bring give me january um, like i am a, no joke no exaggeration whatsoever single digit weather bring it to me i love it like nah. I, and i run hot all the time so you know like i'm always warm so summer is and i sweat like crazy so summer is just a miserable time and uh i hate it and i spend like all my time indoors during the summer because i hate it and dude like when i used to go to canada i would go to canada in like january february and it would be like minus 30 and what the fuck? um and like no joke, absolutely loved it. Like, like Canada nah. wasn't that great. Like Winnipeg, not the one most wonderful place in the world. But mine, I can remember like when I would go there, people I knew there would be like, "Don't forget get to buy like a parka or a jacket," because I don't own a winter jacket. I only wear hoodies. Yeah. Um, and they were like, you know, you bring a jacket. Like I, I rolled in at minus forty with a, a t shirt and a hoodie on, and I was good. Like walking yeah. to and from the car, I was like, "This is." I mean, don't get me wrong; it is a completely different level of cold. There is no question that minus forty <laughs> is really like it was so cold. No joke, no exaggeration. When you would take a deep breath in through your nose, everything inside of it would freeze. But, yeah. but like, oh god, I loved it. And like, you know, here we get like we didn't get we didn't get like any snow this winter at all. And we didn't we didn't even really have much of a cold winter. But I mean, I never wear anything more than a t-shirt and a hoodie ever. No jackets, no long sleeve shirts, no nothing. Nah, dude. I'm like uh like this year, I think I told you I bought like that big car heart. Like I need, I just I hate even with the big coat. I feel like cold for me is like it goes right through my soul. Like I can't even I can't function. And, uh, you know, part of my job is like... And, you know, I think most people are that way. Yeah, dude. Yeah, and, like, 
I was going to say, part of my job is like, let's go out on a boat and take pictures of guys fishing in the cold. And so I'm like, yeah. this is awful. Um, and then you're like holding now, in I, my hand. I do think that like being on the water, I would not enjoy in the cold. No. That's different. That's different. I can, so like I can tolerate heat and, um, you know, like, I know, like, uh, there's a lot of folks that I, like, when I go on my boat stuff, like, a lot of folks, like, they, like, whenever they're in the heat, like, their skin is burning. Uh, I guess black skin doesn't really burn as fast, uh, which is probably not, like, a scientific breakthrough. But, um... (laughs) (laughs) You heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) But, um... Um, so I think, I think that kind of helps me in the summer though. But what I will say though, is that I'm a person that I have to have like movement. Like I can tolerate the heat, but I need like wind or some kind of movement. But when it's just like zero and you're not getting refreshed by any kind of wind, that's when I'm like, I hate this. And Oklahoma shuts down like that. It's like, there's no wind. There's no like circulation. It's just like zero. Yeah. I couldn't do that. That's what I hate. I hate it. Like dude. I don't, I don't mind dry heat. You know, like I've been when I went to like Vegas and stuff, and it was hot, but it was like really dry, and there was like a little bit of a breeze. Like that was tolerable, but uh, legit, like like twenty degrees is my heaven all day long. I think I can roll with like I can roll with like fifties in the morning, and if it warms up to like. 70 like that would be that i could deal with that but to me which is kind of crazy i know like even 70 to me is kind of like too cold like if it's if it's it's windy in 70 it could be like i could could be kind of annoyed like okay this is like colder than i want i need like an 82 honestly but like a breezy 82 yeah see 82 with the breeze and i'm miserable (laughs) <laughs> can't and you know and then i and then like summer comes with a bunch of other stuff like mowing the lawn which i hate and uh nah i'm 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 glad that summer is the short season here um Oof. i guess spring or fall are like the really short season. spring is the really short season here because we don't really get one we get like winter and then fake spring and then like summer um yeah but I, you know, like, I guess, like, winter ends up being like October, November, December, January, February, some of March. And, yep, that's, uh, th- that's my sweet spot right there. But also, yeah. like, you're, uh, you're like, a what your birthday's technically still, it's like right at the beginning of fall. Right. Well, it used to like, be, yeah, it used to be cold then. Now it's like hot still. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, global warming. Yeah. We got, you know, like we live in this world. We live in, you know, like we live in this world where like global warming and specifically we live in like the United States of mass shootings. So we oh, really yeah. love the world that we live in. You should come to USA if you're not. People live in Serbia. You should come visit. Yeah, you <laughs> might get killed and um, <laughs> it'll be a good time. You know, really, uh, I, I looked at the statistic today with the shooting that happened. What was it yesterday? Um and it's like 199 mass shootings, and a mass shooting is is uh, defined as four or more people shot, not including the killer or the shooter. 
And right. it was like, we, today is day number 127 of 2023, and there have been 199 mass shootings in the United States, which means we are averaging more than uh, one mass shooting per day. And which so is means, like... That means we're not even getting reported on like every... I mean, I mean like, yeah, of course, like there, there, so many of these mass shootings, like you figure if there's a mass shooting of four people are shot or five people are shot, you're more likely to hear that on your local news than nationally now, because nationally right. they need a higher number before they're going to rec- before they're going to report it. And depending on what news outlet you're listening to, you're you might not hear it at all. Fox News. Um, so, <laughs> you know, I mean, like, you and I have talked about this at length and it's obviously not like a happy video game podcast topic but the, the the shootings and the love of guns here in this country are just like no thank you i'm good on all that right i mean even today not to get like doom and gloom on the podcast but even today i just randomly came across an article that was like about not randomly it was like the top story but it was like seven or eight people like ran over today by a car at the yep, border I watched town. The, the video of it is horrid <laughs> I didn't even see that, but like, that's a, that's just another. Th- and like, I guess the folks were maybe migrant folks, which is like, regardless of how you feel about that, it's just like, dude, come on, like, what are you know? People could be drunk or whatever, but like, this well, that, and just, like that comboed with the yesterday, you're just kind of like, what the fuck, man? Well, and you know, like the thing about the 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 people, the 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 thing that happened today with the people being run over is. Obviously, migrants like the video, like it's a lot of people standing at a bus stop or sitting. It's it's a lot of people. And the dude just like plows through them. And uh, what makes the story more unusual in this situation is that like it was a Hispanic dude that did it. Wow. That's not like a rain. Like, yeah. No, it flipped, too. He hit the people so hard that he flipped the car on their bodies. Was he Um, drunk? Or I guess we don't know. Yeah, I. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it 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 looked like maybe I I can't say it, it's hard to tell from the video, which I do not recommend watching. Um, hard yeah. to tell from that whether there was intent or whether it was like you know an accident or like drunk driving or impairment. But it's it's awful. But you hear a story like that, and I immediately expect to see a picture of some like angry white dude. Um, I know. And instead, it's like, oh, here we go now, like. What was that all about? So, yeah, welcome dude. to Ben and Phoenix talk social issues. I know. I mean, at this point, it's kind of like you really can't expect any person to be any any shooter or killer to be anything because it's like I've been surprised so much lately. Like at first, whenever this stuff happened, it was kind of typical. Like, oh, okay, like like the white guy killing whoever, and then it's like black guy is shooting officers. I was like, all right, so this is like obvious reaction to whatever issue. But now it's just like, I have no fucking idea what's going to happen next, which is kind of scary. Let's be real for a second. Or like, you know, like you don't ever, it probably happens. I don't know. But you don't ever see news stories of like black man shoots white teenager. Like, yeah, not, not you know, like, like, no. And I mean, you do see some news stories of like some white, you know, like there's a, there's a girl that was killed couple weeks ago the same time that that dude the uh the the black teenager was shot by that old white dude at his front door oh, um, i remember that carl yeah but so there was a girl that was killed the same week and that was like a white dude that just shot at people but i mean 
you know, I'm sure some of it is the media does portray like hate crime killings a lot more and they should a lot more than like the reverse. But still, I just don't think there's a lot of stories out there of like, you know, here's an old black dude that should shot a white teenager that showed up at his front porch. And you just don't you don't hear about it. But I also I have a lot of preconceived notions in my head. Like, I just don't think this could be wrong. I don't know. But like, I just don't think that black people buy as many guns as white people do. Yeah. I mean, probably not. Yeah. And they probably would have a harder time getting them. Whether they were, uh, you know, like allowed to or not. I mean, there's a lot of like stereotypes like mine are definitely like stereotypes of like. I expect when I hear like, you know, someone was shot that the picture is going to be some disgruntled, old, nasty, white, white person. Could be wrong, but you certainly don't hear the reverse very often. Right. They're very, very. Well, I mean, it happens enough, but like there's been a few times where I'm like, huh, that guy was black. What the hell? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's always like, you know, like especially with the mass shootings. Like, when there's right. a mass shooting and then, like, they show a picture of the dude, it's, like, a black dude, I'm always like, oh, all right, well, that's, like, breaking the stereotype a little bit. But but yeah. nine out of ten times, <laughs> nine out of ten <laughs> times, it seems to be either a white dude or a Hispanic dude. So, <laughs> or, like, is... in Maryland, we're, like, you know, we just, or Baltimore, where we just uh, have an insane murder rate. Um, and And it really comes down to, like, systemic racism is the reason why because baltimore is the type of city where the rest of the state just makes it impossible for african americans to get out of the city uh, to get jobs or uh, education so instead the only opportunity is in drugs and gangs and then you know then the media and conservatives can say see that's how they all are in cities like that i mean it's like manufactured that's what i've noticed about uh, I know people are like, what the fuck? I came here with in the Final Fantasy chat. Uh, <laughs> I've noticed that with like Chicago lately. Like they they bash Chicago. They're like, look at Chicago. And it's like, dude, that city has so many problems. Like this, those people have zero hope. And they pretty much check a gun when they like, here's your gun when you're born. Like, here you go. So it's yeah, just like. Yeah, exactly. Baltimore is the exact same way. Like, and there's, you know, I I genuinely believe because of politics that there is no hope for a city like Baltimore because no one's actually serious about cleaning it up. And when they get serious about it, they reach, they, they, they hit so many roadblocks. So I don't know. I kind of like, I guess I'll end on this. I kind of feel like that's, even though we had this cool democracy thing, I kind of feel like that's the bad thing about us swapping so fast because then we like people that are actually good might get voted out or something like that or they they just run into roadblocks and then like next thing you know no. maybe they, maybe they start getting stuff done but then they get someone else elected that gets in the way of getting stuff done so then you're on pause for four years or whatever and that's oh, kind of yeah. like the bad thing about us like it's like you know maybe we can get shit done but then it's like oh fuck now this guy got elected he's not going to let us do anything now yeah, so well, like, you know, and also like it's all just old people. That's yeah, like yeah. our whole democracy, and you know, and that and that's like it. It's definitely race specific because it's mostly like it's got to be like ninety five percent old white people. But then you've also got you know like Clarence Thomas, for instance, who 
is an old black dude and is still inherently terrible and evil. So, yeah. and those are the people that have all the pay power and run the country. So that was, uh, that was Ben and Phoenix talk, the state of the United States. Right. Tell us of Ben. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so you're traveling. I'm going to Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> A shining light of our uh, <laughs> democracy. Our democracy. <laughs> what a great segue. I'm going to Alabama. Oh, man. Uh, and my wife just got back from Jackson, Mississippi, which, uh, for all you don't know, super uh, white lady just got back from Jackson, Mississippi. So she was like, she learned a lot. She expected a lot, but she learned a lot. And I haven't been to Jackson, so I would like to go someday. But also, I kind of don't want to go, you know? It's like, yeah. she saw a lot of stuff that, like, uh, she saw, like, I don't forget the name of this, but um, one of one of the places where they did the sit-ins at, like the sit-in at the restaurants, and I was like, oof, that's like some deep shit. Like, yeah. I, I was like, I yeah. was like, ah. So that was that's cool for her to see, I guess. But um, yeah, Alabama. I mean, Alabama's all right. Like when I go there, uh, I'm not gonna lie, I do feel bad for like just the people in general because, man, you can tell there's some poverty there, dude. I'm not gonna lie. Um, for everybody there, not like everybody, everybody, but I mean like a lot of just the basic folks. You can tell there's like lack of opportunity. So um, it's kind of sad, but it's kind of good to see shit like. That I guess, which is kind of messed up to say, but unless you be like, you know, unless you like keep your mind in check and not just assume everything is like perfect everywhere you go, right? But yeah, so that'll be fun. Always a good time. I've ne- I've never been to Alabama. I'm not. A, I have not traveled to the South too much. I mean, there's so much to see, like. <laughs> no, and you hear so much good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that's a, you and I were t- again, like you know, we. It's interesting. I don't want to keep harping on on stuff, but like it within the uh, confines of our friendship, specifically, we just live in two different countries within the same country. Yeah, like it's really interesting. Sometimes the conversations we have about just you know things in general without like getting on a soapbox it's just like from oklahoma to maryland it really is like you're living in one united states and i am living in a completely different united states right and and i and i will take my united states every day of the week yeah we're trying to we're trying to join that united states (laughs) yeah yeah right (laughs) oh what a good time but what's going on in bin world Ben has been uh, studying, reading, and learning a lot about Buddhism um, for whatever for various reasons. Um, so I've been like meditating and watching a lot of like videos on how to effectively breathe to help with anxiety, and that evidently helps with things like blood pressure and stuff, and just uh, burning an insane amount of incense, just an, a, an incredible amount of incense every day. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting, dude, because I'm like not a religion guy, not a God guy, but like, I do feel like I found some level of like spirituality that kind of works for me. 
So I've just been kind of like diving deep into it head first. That's um. So I love incense. Like I, I might be a black guy thing in general, but incense are my shit. Um, but yeah, if I had to be a religion, it'd be Buddhism. Uh, whenever I learned about it, I remember that even being like a thing when I was like learning about it. It was like, it was like it's a religion, but like they just have to classify it as such. It's not really a religion. It is, but it's not. Like I was like, I love that. And one more thing, like. Uh, I used to do yoga, which is not really related to this, but whenever I did a lot of yoga, like, you know, at the end of the class, the the woman or whatever, the guy would say, you know, like, meditate or just, like, zone out and, like, focus on something or whatever. And, dude, that, it always sounds, it sounds kind of goofy when someone talks about that, but when you do it, you're just kind of like, what the fuck? Why don't I do this some more? Like, that, like we're always, like, just going and going. Pause. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's exactly right. And a lot of Buddhism, like the practices, uh, they do sound goofy. Like one of the things that I've picked up doing is I bought um, like mala beads, which is like a string of 108 beads with a tassel on the end. And they come in various different like stones and wood and you can like wrap them around your wrist. So I wear them all day long. But like counting the beads. Oh, yeah, I remember a, that. A big a big part of like meditation or like calming or like becoming grounded. And, you know, like I used to have the beads years ago and then kind of forgot about them. So I, you know, I went to my, my good friend, Amazon and bought like a set <laughs> of, of stone beads with like a, a nice tassel on the end. And like, I count the string like 12 times a day um, and just kind of like, practice my breathing and everything because you know like but you I mean we've been friends long enough we both struggle with anxiety and yeah you know like it helps man like it, it, so much of it is it sounds goofy like and i'm still learning like a lot of healing crystals and like the healing power of different stones and chakras and everything but like there's no like you know set god involved and like that's something that i'm not into but like the idea behind it is just like, you know, to find your inner peace and, and like your happiness and like that I can definitely get behind. So like, that's something that's been like heavy for me about the last, I don't know, six weeks or so, but the incense is just like, dude, that's like my bedroom literally must smell like some sort of Buddhist temple at this point. Um, because it is like all almost always going all day long when I'm home. So no, like no, I love incense, dude. I would do it more of uh, my wife. It's like a fucking Wolverine around here. When if she smells something, she just hates it, it bothers her. So that's I, I get that too, because like a lot of incense is really strong, and it right. will like filter through an entire house, even if you're only burning it in one room. Um. But luckily, I don't have that going on, so I just kind of burn it at will. Big on, like, the sandalwood, African vanilla. Those are probably my two favorites. Um, so that's been a big thing I've been doing. And then just, like, you know, I'm back on the whole, like, reading 1970s uh, science fiction. Um, and I just, like, you know, when, when we figured out we were recording and we are going to be doing it later tonight, I just watched the pilot episode and then the the first official episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, so I'm doing a full watch through. Uh, dude, I... That's one of those... 
I think I've told you this. I I, I feel like I've watched it, but I, I don't remember like in stride or not. Like I, I probably like watched it like three nights in a row, and I missed the last two nights. And so I need to go back someday and watch it all. Um, but I definitely that's one I need to finish. Like I, you know me, I'm a I'm a Trek fan. I just there's so much Trek, dude, that like you really gotta <laughs> you gotta pick this one you're gonna stay in and just finish it and then move on. That's what it really, and that I think that's what my plan is going to be. So I just figured, like, um, I'll start with Next Generation because that was my gateway into Trek, and there's, you know, it's 178 episodes, and uh, I I'm familiar, but like I want the pilot was like an hour and 40 minutes long, and it, it you know it definitely watched like or viewed like a movie, and then you get into the thick of it. And I just, I remember enough about it. I used to watch Next Gen with my uh, dad a lot, like in syndication. So uh, I'll probably watch Next Gen and then go to like uh, uh, Deep Space Nine and then then probably like Voyager. And I'll just yeah. make my way through all of them. But I have the time and I figure, you know, whether I'm binge watching or whether I'm just watching casually, like, I definitely love Star Trek and I can definitely get, and you know, it's also the type of thing where like I can watch Star Trek and be like playing a game on my phone and still be able to follow everything because it is familiar. and I do know the characters and everything. So it's good background noise occasionally too. Right. The, um, um I, uh, I, it's like, I want to, I want to, I don't know, dude. I need, I need to finish Discovery. I really love Discovery, which is like their latest series for the folks that don't know, but I think it just got canceled, honestly. So that kind of sucks. Like, I feel like everything, we've talked about this before, but everything I fucking like get into all of a sudden is like, it canceled. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was like, you know, I'm going to start with Next Generation and then I'll probably watch the three seasons of Picard. I watched the first season of Picard, but uh, I'll probably just go and watch those because at least I know what I'm watching is is complete then. Because um, I really don't feel like watching a show if it's not like it, it's something that like ended up getting canceled without much resolution. And I know with Next Gen, like they did kind of get to a decent enough finish when they knew they were wrapping up. And then Picard, I think, was always scheduled to be like three seasons and then done. Yeah. Uh, that I hear Picard Picard is super good. Um but that's that's First season was amazing. I wanna watch it whenever I like know the characters more with the the next generation. I need to watch that again. There's this website that has like the must see episodes. Um because I, I watched I, I'm a huge Voyager fan and I love Voyager, but there was like I'm gonna say twenty percent of those episodes that were like just didn't need to really watch. And there's a website that has like Star Trek like must watch shows to get the fucking breath of the the story. Um, and I I need to find that for next generation because like I, I love the show or I love Star Trek, but th- I mean come on now, like those holiday episodes where they're like in the 1900s or whatever like that. I'm like, the fuck do I care about this? I don't want to watch this. <laughs> oh, see, I like those ones because they're always they're always like holodeck episodes where they're like trapped in there or something. Right, um, Voyager had a, had them on like on steroids though. I don't know if it was just Voyager only, but god damn, it was like it got old on Voyager. 
I don't. I, it didn't happen too often in in next gen, so maybe that's why. And I only watched uh, the first like four or five episodes of Voyager, maybe like two years ago. Liked it. I just didn't stick with it. So I, I'll get to that one eventually. But it's going to take me a while to get through 178 episodes of Next Gen. Yeah, and they're all an hour, right? Yeah. So when you take like and like it, they're on Paramount Plus, so it's like you still get commercials because mm. I don't have, I don't pay for the Paramount plus that gets rid of the, I, I pay for the cheap tier. Yeah. Which is fine. Oh yeah. I don't yeah. mind the commercial here or there. Uh, so that's what I've been up to. Uh, yeah. Should we get, get I into video games? Yeah. I mean, why not? We're, we may as well. It's not like that's what the podcast is about. Um, <laughs> So I guess we're gonna hit. Uh, well, we got some news. Um, we did. I, I thought you're right because in the notes we didn't talk about this on the last episode, did we? About Monster Hunter now. Mm-mm. I I typed that in like weeks ago. Whenever it just hit. So they uh, they announced Monster Hunter now, which is like mobile Monster Hunter with a Pokemon Go. It's made by Niantic, so it's obviously like an AR type game. Um, I imagine it's going to be very similar to like Pokemon Go, except that there'll be more like hunting of monsters out in the wild, not just like trying to capture them instead. Um, the, I, this is 100% going to be the type of thing that I download and probably delete a week later because I'm just not really that invested in the AR games, but I still think it's pretty cool. Yeah, this is uh, it's going to be definitely a download. And then, like you're saying, like I'll be. You know, maybe maybe it's cool for like a week or two, but then there's going to be something that happens that just like knocks me out of it. Where I'm like, ah, it was fun for a while. Like I think exactly. the, con- the concept could be cool. Like, okay, this is what this is what we said whenever it first came out or like announced. I was like, this would be great in Japan, where like everyone gives a fuck about Monster Hunter. But here, like, like I live in Oklahoma, it's like three of us that probably give a fuck about Monster Hunter here. Well, it's not going to last long here at all. It'll get shut down. I bet you a year. I bet you they give it a year, and it doesn't... I don't think it'll generate the same type... I mean, Pokemon Go is still generating an insane amount of money, but it's Pokemon, and Pokemon's a, you know, a hundred times bigger franchise than Monster Hunter is. Even with, like, Rise and World getting a lot of eyes on Monster Hunter, it's still not the same. So I don't don't think it's going to be a hit, but I'll play it. I'm not going to put any money into it. Yeah, and I'm kind of wondering, like, you know how Mon- or Pokemon was like, you know, you have to walk to hatch the egg and all that shit? I'm kind of like, you know, there's eggs in Monster Hunter, so I'm like, do you have to do that same kind of deal? I was like, oh, God, here we go. Yeah, that's true, too. I'm not, there's not going to be a, a possibility that I'm going to spend that much time walking around playing this Monster Hunter AR game. Um, I mean, I hit Pokemon Go, or uh, Pokemon Go really hard when it came out in like 2016, which is like, think about that. That game has almost been out for seven years. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, there was a shelf life for it. For me, obviously, there's a lot of really dedicated people because it still brings in like millions of dollars a month. Um, but I don't know. I mean, like, I think this is a cool idea. I just don't think it's going to take off. Um, Dude, I still want that Dragon, uh, the what am I trying to say? Damn it! 
I almost said Dragon Warrior. Um, dude, we're trying. To, I'm trying to say uh, your game, your series. Oh, Dragon Quest. Yeah, I don't know why I was thinking Dragon Warrior. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Dragon Warrior, uh, Dragon Quest Walk. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that seems like it. You know, I don't know what happened to that. Well. I mean, like, apparently it's like, you know, folks that don't know, apparently it was like Pokemon Go, but like Dragon Quest. So you're walking and, you know, you find a slime or whatever and you fight the slime and all that stuff. Like, I, I was really kind of into that, dude. And it just hasn't hit iOS, like, or not iOS, it hasn't hit USA. So uh, I guess we're screwed, but like, I don't know. Like that, that to me was, felt kind of cool. Like, like if you happen to be walking, <laughs> you could like, randomly like oh shit here's a slime that'd be kind of fun you know like and then you level up or whatever that'd be kind of interesting i think yeah that i could get into uh but you know like obviously there's no seems to be no update on that at all nope i mean that, we're, we're probably super not getting that like dragon quest shit here is like like what what are you talking about dragons <laughs> yeah exactly uh, so tell me about the Dune Two trailer, dude. I'm um, I'm hyped, dude. That, you know, uh, I started reading Dune. Remember before it came out, because I was like, all right, I, I need to like actually read this book, and it's a fucking tough read. Uh, it's fucking miserable to read this book. I guess in the beginning, I'll say for sure. Um, but. The the movie, in my opinion, follows the book really close, like really good. Like it really does like keep the books like general what's happening, like a hundred percent in in stride. So kind of makes you know what's gonna happen in the second one, which is gonna be pretty much all fighting and all like action, I, I assume. So uh, <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited, dude. So let's talk about that first. Um uh, so June, um Okay, I have read Dune twice. I really like Dune. I I do. Th I agree with you. If you're not a big time reader, it's very dense. It's a difficult read. Uh, it's slow, and um, there is no payoff action scenes in that book. Um, yeah. It liter It literally. Uh, Frank Herbert, the author of Dune, was a pacifist, so he wrote a story and then skipped over the fighting so that you literally get the aftermath of the fighting without actually reading about it. So if the movie has a bunch of action and fighting scenes, then which I think it, it should, then it did uh, alter from the book a little bit because the book features not a whole lot of fighting or action much at all. Um, it really is just like, here's the story of Paul and Paul is going to get revenge for the murder of his father. And then like 400 pages later, here's what happened after that. But we're not going to give you all the action sequences. Right. Um, that was my big complaint about Dune. Uh, I still really like Dune. I thought the, uh, the, the original movie was awful from like the eighties or whatever. Trash. But, trash. Uh, yeah, it's real bad. It's real bad. Is that Billy Idol in that? Or is it sting? Who's in that Sting. Okay. Um, well, he's not the coolest Sting. That's the, uh, the WCW wrestler. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> but uh but yeah i i haven't seen the trailer yet i'm gonna watch it because i a hundred percent are gonna watch part two um but yeah it's there it's definitely accurate to the book like they definitely did the book a, a whole lot of justice in the first film and um and i guess that's what i mean like it feels like they're not like all of a sudden they're walking around it's like water or some shit like it, they haven't like deviated in a big way from the book to where I'm like, oh, what the fuck is this? You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, kind of, I haven't got to the part where you're saying about the fighting, but uh, I assume, I mean, they would have to show the fight. Like, it just would be weird, I think. Yeah, with a movie, you would definitely um, have to. Right. And I mean, they, the, the trailer, I mean, that's the spoiler shows, like, him, like, ride a worm, which is, like, one of the big cool things the book or whatever and the whole that to me really strange. um but i'm kind of like i like moon it's gonna be like, like the, the part where he takes Fights it like and taking down the whole big. Um, so that'd be great about like Doom Three and like portraying that as a as a series. Which I'm kind of like, are people going to be interested enough for that? Because I feel like, honestly, I feel like Dune One for most folks was probably like boring as shit, and they're probably like, what the fuck is the story? And I don't know. I'm kind of worried that like Dune Two will like come out, but like it'll be people that care about it, and they're like. It just won't really be like a hit or something. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. I guess what I'm saying, like, I worry that Dune 2 won't really be like uh, just a killer hit. And then like it probably won't even make it to the third. Because like, I wonder if like, will people even give a fuck? Because like I said, Dune 1 was like, it was gorgeous and pretty and like greatly shot. But like, if you're just looking at it for the story, you'd be like, what? what? Like kind of. It just was kind of like, okay, you're setting up a story here, but like, I don't know. Not a whole we'll lot see. going on. Yeah, like, yeah, if you read the if you read the book, you know there is going to be some shit going on. But, yeah, if, you, if you're just like a plain Jane person coming to watch Dune, you'd be like, what the fuck? Like, I have to wait two years to see the next part of this? And, you know, like I said, by then they're probably like, I'm moved on. Yeah. <laughs> Um, could we get into some upcoming game releases? Yeah, dude. Uh, I got some Switch games here. Uh, not really much, like, worth the damn to talk about, but Tears of the Kingdom, of course, Legend of Zelda, Legend of Zelda comes out May 12th, just a few days from now. And, um, we've already stated, I'm, I'm pretty much out, dude. I, uh... I've been playing, uh, like, spoiler, I've been playing, like, Jedi uh, Fallen Order, and I think the next game just came out, and it's, like, also $60, so I'm, like, or $70, 7-0, and I'm, like, I think if I'm going to spend $70, I think I'd rather spend that and play that story. I'm just not dying for this, like, Minecraft-like Zelda connects. I feel like it's connects. Lego connects or whatever kind of Zelda. I don't, I'm just not dying for it, but I don't know. 
I'm I'm sure it's amazing. I'm sure it's ten out of ten out of ten. I'm sure when I play it, I'll be like, "What the fuck was I thinking?" But I'm just not like in the mood for it, really. No, me neither. I mean, I'm definitely going to get it at some point, but it's not going to be next Friday when it comes out. No. Unless I, you know, unless unless I'm at work or something, and all of a sudden like the the FOMO hits me, and I'm like, "God damn, I don't want to get on my Switch tonight and see everybody playing this," and I'm not. But I don't. I, I I just don't. It's it's. I haven't been gaming that much in general, so that does not seem like something I'm going to be purchasing on launch. I think that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I feel like this is going to be like I spent a hundred plus hours when I played the first game, and so now I'm like, that means I got to be caught up for potentially a hundred something, or at least at least sixty. And I'm like, do I really want to go right into another sixty hour game? Like, I don't know. So that's kind of where I'm at. I'm kind of like, eventually, but I'm sure it's amazing. I'm not cutting it down. Like, I know it's going to be amazing. I'm sure I'll be like, I'm stupid. I should have bought this game day one. I'm just not, like, in the mood for it. No, me neither. And so the other game that I found that kind of looked remotely interesting was Cassette Beast, which is stupid as hell. but um i guess it's based around like a walkman or a cassette player and apparently you have that and you're able to control and modify something in order to catch like it's like a pokemon clone so you can catch like beast and here's where it gets kind of goofy you can turn into them and you're like so instead of a human you know throwing out a ball or whatever and like and the beast comes out of it, you pretty much like hold out your cassette player and like you become the beast and then fight. Like, I know this sounds stupid, but like the trailer looked kind of interesting. I was like, okay, this is a stupid ass concept, but like it looks like well done. Like, it's worth a watch to look if you're like into Pokemon kind of games. I, I don't think I'm like dying to play it, but you know, like, like I saw it and I was like, eh, it's not. It's not like trash, trash. Like it's, it looks like it'd be interesting if it was on a sale for like ten dollars. You know, like oh, but oh, okay, I'll fuck with it. Um, that's May twenty fifth, and I mean that's so far. Like as far as like upcoming close, you know, games. I feel like those are the only two that were kind of worth even like maybe a pickup. Mm. There's some other games. Yeah, I mean like. Pikmin 4 and all that stuff that's looming but like I didn't feel like it was close enough to really like go in depth with yeah that's fair we'll get that we'll get to that one when it gets closer right uh iOS games though dude uh if you're an Apple Arcade person they added 20 games like just out of the blue like last week um and you know most are like uh plus games so like they'll take like a a basic game that's already been out in the world and they just like add a plus to it which means there's no ads or there's no whatever you know like, it's just like a you own the game and you can play it and that's it like no fucking gotcha or whatever mechanic um which is which is cool that that's i mean like i said like for me apple arcade is perfect it's like i fucking hate that shit usually um so uh i would say i got three that are like worth a damn that i think are worth a damn uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Splintered Fate. Dude, 
I started playing this a little bit. It is it is really good. Like it's like a isometric 3D isometric kind of gameplay. Like, but you're pretty much brawler, like just walking around fucking up the foot. That's what you're doing, which is which is fun. <laughs> um, and you can pick one of the four, uh, you know, turtles and have at it. Um, I guess the game is by Nickelodeon, so I don't know if that's like a show as well. I just don't. I don't watch TV enough to know all the ins and outs of today's happenings, but uh, yeah. And then there's a Kingdom Two Crowns, which is a game that I always see, like in the top, like whatever games to track out, and I never had. So this was this one is Kingdom Two Crowns Plus, which apparently is like, like I said, without whatever ads or whatever, like whatever the the other game had normally. And then uh, Very Little Nightmares Plus, which is uh, the game Little Nightmares, but this one is portrait. Like, it's built for phones, and it's portrait mode. So it's like little puzzles, but in Little Nightmares kind of games. And that's another one that I've always had on my list to buy, but I just never have. And cool that Apple Arcade threw it in there, because now I'm like, oh, shit, there's like a few games that I've actually been interested in. Now I just play them on that. But that's all I got for the iOS games. It's still like 20 games is cool to add. Although I know what you mean about like it being plus, so it's not like quite as exciting. But we got to hit that Ninja Turtles game at some point. Yeah, that one is like actually worth a damn. Like I played it and I was like, I didn't want to get too far because I was like, I don't want to like fuck up my experience. And then like, because it really feels like a game that would be great for like co op, you know? Yeah. Um, so Xbox, there was really only one. Uh, there's a couple of things like Ravenlock that got released recently, but um, we talked about that on one of the other episodes. So upcoming on, um, I don't remember what day. So you know, we're just gonna pretend like I was professional about that. Uh, Fuga Two: Melodies of Steel, which is uh, the sequel to Fuga, uh, which is like. I talked about this game on a past episode. It was like a about a group of like kids that get like uh stuck on like a super tank and they have to go through different worlds fighting different enemies in like smaller tanks and each kid controls an aspect of the tank. So like the missiles or the flamethrower or the guns. Um I, I like that first game a lot, so I'm definitely gonna play this one, but it's it's like turn based RPG um two D like side scrolling and then in between missions you're like inside of the tank leveling up your characters building their relationships upgrading the tank and everything so um obviously the first one did well enough to make a second one uh do you know anything about these games i've seen them and i they, like they you know they show up in my like recommended for you and xbox or whatever but i never stopped and play it because you know like whenever i get xbox time it's like i have to like really stay focused on the shit that I'm actually here to play or else I'll lose my time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, we may as well just get this out of the way now. Cause I don't think it's a deep talk for either one of us. Redfall came out this week. Um, it's okay. I mean, I, 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 you know, like you can, I know you, you weren't into it and for your own reasons, like I played it for about, four hours total about an hour by myself when i started the game and then three hours multiplayer with two of my friends um 
My take on it is it is not as bad as everyone made it out to be, um, but it's unremarkable and doesn't really bring anything to the genre that isn't already there. Uh, it looks fine. The shooting is fun. The guns are fun. The upgrades are fun. This story is really bare bones, but I mean, I don't know why anybody would play a game like this expecting a deep story, especially since the idea behind it really is to play multiplayer with other people. And it's really tough to follow a story when you're playing multiplayer anyways. Um, but my take on it was like, it's just okay. Yeah. I really liked um I really liked Back for Blood. Like it had like a light story, but it was enough to be like, oh, okay, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Uh, when I played this game, I don't I wasn't caring about the story so much, but man, right like I think I got twenty minutes deep in the game and uh, I just I couldn't do it. I was like, first off, it's not my kind of game. I'm just not really into these kind of games. And then I just I think I think I gave it a shot because it was like you know, everyone was like, oh, it's Bethesda and blah, blah, blah. It's like a big, you know, big Xbox hit or whatever. And I was like, all right, I'll download it. And like I said, right away, I was like, not my kind of game. Like, nothing against it. It's just not for me. But, um, and then, like, for some reason, like, you know, me and my fucking, like, vision or something. Like, for some reason, the game made me incredibly sick. Like, it was like something with, like, it has to be some kind of like frame rate science behind this. Like this game, Tomb Raider, like I forget what a game, what, what Tomb Raider game that was, but you know, like there's been a few games that I'm like, I can't play this game without getting sick. And um, for whatever reason, this game is one of those. Like I just got sick playing it. Like, uh, um, but like I said, it's not really a game for me anyway. Like it, it just didn't inspire me to keep going. So um. I mean, it sucks that, I mean, I've seen a lot, like, I, I've listened to a Kind of Funny X-Cast, like Xbox players, and those guys were also, like, really not giving it, they were like, we pl- like, one guy played it for, like, 20 hours, and he was like, I don't like this game. Um, I don't know, I, I mean, it's worth it to play, though, because it's Xbox Game Pass, so. It's not like you're going to lose money playing it and checking it out, so that's a good thing about it. <laughs> it just feels like, you know, I I, I just keep going back to wor- the word like unremarkable. Like there's nothing about it that feels special. It just feels like games I've already played before. Um, Like if I thought the shooting was fine. I thought all of the, you know, like the day one, like it, it being like bombed online like that. That definitely to me was like the Internet being the Internet. Um, Like it's not it's not groundbreaking it's not like great like i think it's good for what it is but like i probably won't go back to it just because you know after about four or five hours i was like i it was one of those games where i was like oh i know what this is like okay i'm good on that yeah that's kind of like i don't know like like you're saying it's like um when it came out everyone was talking about it i was like i give it a damn because i feel like everyone is like this is interesting everyone wants to play it or whatever and then I instantly felt like it was, I know it's not like Back for Blood, but it felt like a Back for Blood. So I was like, well, I'd rather just play that because actually I did like that game. And then um, as I played it, I don't know. I just like, I just was like really not interested. I mean, it could have been me as well, but um, it kind of, I think I said it to you before it even came out. I was like, 
did we need this game? Like, I feel like it's one of those games that it probably was being developed whenever those games were like Back for Blood and all that were popular. And now that it's kind of everyone's kind of passed, it's like, do we need this? Like, is someone clamoring for this game? Um, I don't know. It, it kind of felt like a game that was like, yeah, yeah, we, no one's really begging for this like genre to be added to right now. So I feel like that's kind of what hurt it in some in some ways. Yeah, I don't know how much of a market there is for it either. So that's Redfall. Um, and then Android games, there wasn't a ton. Uh, Dumb Ways to Die 4, which I've never played any of these games, but I know it's like a bunch of mini games where you have to kind of like solve a little puzzle to keep your little character from getting killed. Um not for me, obviously. When you when I say the word puzzle, have you heard of these games? Yeah, my my kids like seen that goddamn song like thirty times a day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like they, I think they've played it or they watched it or something like that. It, yeah, it looks like one of those like it looks like a game that would be really good for like basic casual gamers, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And we got Outplane, which uh, there was no release date for this game yet, but it's a turn-based RPG. It's out sometime in in May. I looked at the screenshots of it; it looked pretty decent, but I, I, it it didn't look like anything like you know that I needed to jump on. Uh, I'm sure it's coming out on iOS also. But the big one, because I know that you and I are both going to be all over this when it comes out on May 23rd, is Farming Simulator 23. Dude. So. Can't wait. I mean, my son will actually like fuck around in that game. Dude. Like, I I went to his farm one day and I was like, "Oh, you're like playing this game." <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he's like deep in that game. Like, he's like showing me all his money he made and shit from like all these crops and like his farm and like his farm is like legit. I'm like, so you can get shit together and get your shit together and like actually organize everything. Like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, come on, do that the rest of the time, man. Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, these uh, games aren't for me. Like, they look really interesting. I don't have anything against them, but they're not for me. I mean, they keep coming out with them, so someone's buying them. Like, and, you know, not for nothing, but my son, whenever I did watch him play it, like, it's actually legit. Like, they got, it's, like, built for, like, people that give a fuck about farming. It's like, you know, like, farming simulator. It's, like, legit, legit, so... It's. I'm sure they're not bad if you're into like that specific thing. I'm looking for more of a. I press a button and these plants are planted, and I press another button and they're watered, and then I walk away. That's kind of what I need. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um. So that was all for Android. Uh, I guess we can move on to the few games that we've been playing, unless you had anything else to add. Nope, I'm good. Uh, so we already hit Redfall. The only other game that I've really played in the last three weeks extensively was Advanced Wars 1 Plus 2. Uh, what is it called? Reboot. Why can I not remember what it's called all of a sudden? Reboot Camp. Yeah, Reboot Camp. So this is a weird one for me because I uh, was out on this and was like, I don't want it. I don't think it looks good. I don't like, blah, blah, you know, whatever. But I really love Advance Wars. Um, 
and a friend of mine like he 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 got it uh he started playing it like you know midnight launch day and he was just like dude like really you want to you definitely want to try this so i picked it up day after launch which was like three weeks ago two weeks ago probably put about about 15 or 20 hours into it um it's spectacularly well done like i don't know why i thought it didn't look good uh my the only thing if i was going to point something out about it that i don't like is like the kind of like the board game presentation of it um Mm -hmm. is not my favorite thing but um the updated graphics are amazing all of the the you know like the battles are amazing the voice acting is really good uh like really really good um so my takeaway on it like nintendo life ranked this like it was either eight or nine out of ten i agree with that i would give it like eight out of ten um the only thing that i would point out is i still don't really see it being like a 60 dollar grab um, like for 40 bucks, I would see that being a lot more reasonable. Um, but it, it lived up to the hype. It, it was worth the wait. Um, the turn base, it's some of the turn best, ter- best turn based battle game, like, as you know, as far as like war goes, um, without being like obviously like too serious. But, uh, I can't say enough things, good things about this game. I w- I'm glad I picked it up. Like, it's, it, it's definitely a great game to like pick up play for 20 30 40 minutes and then put down like you don't you know you don't have to invest like hours of time into it you can kind of play it at your leisure but uh i really liked it a lot i know you're out on it um or at least you know until there's like maybe a deep sale or something like that but i was really surprised by how good it is i think yeah the board game thing i've been thinking about that i feel like that's a way for them to feel like they're not portraying war war you know like oh we're positioning it as this as like it's pretend. It's a board game. Haha, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I but, agree with that 100%. But I do get it. Like, whenever I see that view, I'm like, ah, come on. Um, But um, it looks really good. Like, man, it's like I like Advanced Wars. I, I have it on my advance, like, the flashcard, and I just haven't finished it. But, like, it's one of those games where it's like, man, like, I like... I like strategy stuff, and then when I start playing it, I'm like, God, I'm committed to this. Like, I have to, like, actually see this through. And then, you know how some fights are, like, actually kind of hard and, like, stressful, so you're just kind of like, dude, like, do I really want to do that right now? Like, thank you. Oh, some of the battles in this game are really extensive because you've got, like, ground troops, missile launchers, and then, like, tanks, and then you've also got, like, mobile units that re- you know, like, you don't have infinite ammo. So you've got mobile loot units that like you restock the ammo of things that you have to play strategically. So mm-hmm. like there's a lot to it, uh, for sure. Like you know it's 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 definitely not like you know like if you I should have I should have worded that like strategy turn based RPG. You know like it's it's not like you know what's a good example like 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 a Fire Emblem fan might not necessarily enjoy this because it's a completely different type of turn based game. Um, although like they're you know only to an extent because there's no healers in this type of game it's more so like you can well there are healers in the game and you can stop at any like base that that's under your control to heal and restock also i mean it's it's deep man like the the strategy of advanced wars is really deep it's really well well done though yeah like i assume it's not too much like as far as like physics or whatever change about it from the advanced game and um 
Like it is way more, way more moving parts, like helicopters, and then there's like the fucking transport that just like lugs a unit across the ocean to like fight the other side, and you're just kind of like, it ends up being like you're like, fuck, man, it's a lot of moving parts. So then I, I forget that like I forgot I had a unit way over here, and now this unit gets like destroyed because I didn't I forgot to move it. I'm like, fuck. So that's why I'm kind of like I don't even know if I want to like invest like that much mental capacity right yeah, now. I can totally see that. Like I like like kind of like Fire Emblem. Like I love Fire Emblem, but at the same time, it's like um, back when the you know back in the day when it was like the permadeath and that was like I was just like God, like this was stressful. Like every move, I was like, let me really look at this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So, High I mean, stress I, for sure. I I definitely want this game, but like like I think I talked about this for you. I was like, dude, like I want it, but like sixty dollars, and like, am I actually gonna finish this right now? Like, I probably won't. Uh, and War Groove to me, I think is like probably the closest competitor, if you want to call it that. It's kind of the same concept of it's kind of the same concept of uh, Advance Wars, like as far as like units and. Moving them and capturing, capturing like bases and to heal everything. It's basically Wargroove and Advance Wars, same mechanic kind of thing. And even Wargroove, I'm like, I liked it a lot when it came out, but I didn't finish it because I was just like, I just can't. Like some of those fights were so hard that I was like, I don't want to like stress out. I love what I'm doing, but I, I do I want to like, I don't know. I, I guess you got to be in the mood, but uh, I definitely do want this at some point. I'm kind of like you. It, this should have been like a $40 game. I bet you way more folks would have came to it. But for $60, i am like, mm, I don't know. Yeah, uh, it, it's, a, it's a stiff price tag for sure. Re, you know, I, 40 makes sense to me. But, I mean, what do I know? I paid 60 for it. Yeah. Or 50. I mean, I, I think it was 50 Oh, 50 Okay. I don't know. That might be wrong. I'm going to look it up while... Let's see. I mean, also, not, I mean, I have Advanced Wars 1 and 2 on the fucking, in my pocket everywhere I go, literally, with the micro. And then I have that Days of Ruin, Advanced Wars on the, um, on the light, you know, on the DS. And I'm like, I haven't even finished any of those. Yeah, that's a good point, too. I played so through like, all those, so I was kind of ready for this. Days of Ruin is something that, like they swapped up their whole like look and they made it look like actual war or you know as much as you can. Yeah, but a uh, darker. Yeah, it looks it looks like a like a real legit like darker landscape. I don't know. I got, I wanted uh, like yeah. Wait for <laughs> sale for sure. Right, like when it, when it's like on forty dollars or so. Yeah, when it's the price that it probably should have launched at. And it'll hit that like when I'm like totally not in the mood for it as well. It'll be like forty dollars right now. I'm like, what? Like I don't really want to play that right now. Yeah. Oh no doubt. Yeah, it'll be it'll when do that. you're not ready for it at all. Yeah. <laughs> but that was all for me. I didn't play anything else outside of like the normal, like, you know, still playing Battlefield. Still playing Clans and Wild Rift, but you know, talked about those to no end. So that's it for me. <laughs> well, uh, I got uh, 
Uh, Octopath 2. I'm still playing that. And so my update on the game. Uh, definitely long, like I said before, pause. But um, <laughs> it it needs faster battles. Like, I can't, like, stress that more. Like, the more I play this game, I'm, like, 43 hours now on my game save. And um, the stories are really good, dude. The stories are super good. I'm not going to lie. Like, the only one that I don't love still is The Dancer. I just feel like it's, like, I really wish The Dancer story was better because I, like, dread playing her story because it's such, like, a, it just pulls you out of, like, the greatness. Like, each story, you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this. Oh, my God, I want to know what's going on with the story now. So to have her, like, pull you out of it, you're just kind of like, God dang, let me hurry and get through her story. Um. But, like, the stories are great, dude. Each one is great. Even the merchant story is starting to kind of, like, make me, like, give a damn about the merchant. It's just a dancer now. Um, I, I think I'm, like, tourist. Like, I think I'm in, like, if you're if it's, like, four parts, I feel like I'm in, like, the 75% or so story done part. Like, and now the battles are really getting hard. Uh, like, the, the boss fights are... Like even the ones that I'm loaded up and ready to match or whatever, uh, they're still like you got to think about them. Um, a lot of it sometimes can come down to like some of the maps or some of the bosses can be really hard based on their weaknesses, and sometimes my team are just not strong against their weaknesses, and I'm just like struggling to hit weaknesses to break them. Um, so that that really sucks sometimes, like because you know you're mid fight and now you're stuck with this team of people and you're like, damn it, I got the wrong team here. Um, but anyway, it's a, it's I think it's really worth a damn. It's a really good game. I think it's in my opinion way better than the first, but I really like it. It's just it's a commitment and it is slow. Like even when you're at this point in the game where I can fast travel, there's still parts of the game that you just like. This guy is in this faraway city. You have to go talk to him there. And like you look at the map and you're like, fuck, that city is like a lot of like untouched land, which means a bunch of walking, which means a bunch of battling. And I don't know. Like that that kind of makes me be like, maybe I should just put this game down. Like if I'm not but like a, the stories are so good that you're like you keep when I play a story, you just keep back into it. So I don't know. It's worth the damn if you ever go back into it someday. Yeah, I'm still holding on to my copy for right now, but it's not uh it's not pulling me currently. So I'm sure I don't think I'll trade it in. I think I'll hold on to it for when I'm ready for it. That's just not right now. But I liked it. Everything while I was playing it, I liked it a lot. So I just kind of lost interest and didn't go back to it. Yeah. <clears throat> I get it. like I, I'm at the point now where I'm like, I I'm interested, but the battles and the grind, it's just kind of like, come on. I'm like, like I said, I'm 40 some hours into it. I feel like I have at least 20 more hours for sure before I'm like close to the end, maybe. Right. Um, so uh, I've been playing randomly on Xbox Game Pass Jedi Fallen Order, which is a game that when it came out, I was honestly not really interested in because I was like, First off, I'm just not a big EA fan. Like anything EA, I'm like, all right, like I'm probably I don't know. I don't know why. I just like EA games. I just usually like I just don't really care about for some reason. I'm just kinda like, ah. What's the other game that um 
Uh, what's that game where you're like a hacker or something? Oh, Watch Dogs? Yes. Who makes that? I think... Uh, I'm not sure. Is that EA? Let's see. Uh, uh, Ubisoft. Right. So that's what I was going to say. In EA, like whenever I hear a game from those two, I'm just like usually out. Um, so anyway, now that I'm playing Jedi Fallen Order, I'm like, okay, this is actually a really good game. Like, I don't, I don't know why. I just, I don't know why. I mean, like, probably not for me. But anyway, I should like, like read things like this. Um, and I really like it. It feels like those. You, if you or whatever from one of the me, if the reason you go back and you get to that image, or when you hit all your. Experience point. So, well, not as much. I would, but it's definitely. Dying. But I feel. So that kind of journey get past the post Clone Wars story. So uh, did you see that? Yeah, I have really mixed feelings about this game. I liked it a lot uh, for certain portions of it. Um, my, my obvious, like, dude, I fucking hated the puzzles in this game. Um, and yeah. it, it was like, it was like multifaceted, like first off, like, it's not that the puzzles were bad. They were interesting, but in, in no fucking universe would a Jedi have to do all these puzzles to figure out where to go or how mm-hmm. to open a door. Like, yeah, have you gotten to the one where you have to roll all those giant balls around? So it's like, yeah, there's like a, yeah, I know what you're talking about. That that puzzle, um, I hated that. I just, dude, I don't like puzzles in games in general. I, I am not a puzzle guy, and I do not think that puzzles belong in a Star Wars game like this. Like, it really, really took away from the experience for me, for how great I thought, like, the lightsabers and the stories and the battles were there's just like, you know, no Jedi should have to roll a bunch of balls around to figure out how to open a door when they have a lightsaber and force powers. Yeah. Like I, I guess I do like, if it was like a Jedi trial and you're like learning and you're like learning to get through something, like I think that would make sense. But like, 
Yeah, there's a lot of times where you're like you're going through random tombs or whatever in this game, and you're just kind of like, "All right, come on!" Like I feel like you could cut through this right here and then get on the elevator and then you're done. You know, um, there are some parts like I've I've been playing this, like it'll be like get to the get to the top of this thing, and when you finally get there, you basically so BD is like a like the whole droid in Star Wars thing where it's like. BD knows all the secrets, but we don't know what the secrets until you get to the actual place to where, like, you can scan it, and then he tells you the secrets that he knows, because he doesn't know, or whatever, you know? So right. you finally do all this shit to get to the secret place. You scan it, BD tells you the secret, or, like, you know, a, a holographic thing tells you the secret. And then, right away, you don't get, like, a new... I mean, sometimes you do get new force powers, but it's not from that. You, you don't... Whenever you get the objective, it's pretty much like, oh, we came all the way here to learn to have BD scan something to tell me that, like, this was actually the planet. It's on this planet now, so we have to, like, go all the way back to the the <laughs> spaceship and then go to that planet now, and it's kind of like, mm. Like, at least make me feel like my time here was, like, more than just a scan. Like, at least give me, like, a new, like, I don't know, Jedi, like, I'm not saying you you do get powers as you go, but I don't know. I feel like I feel like at the end of like this task of like finally getting to this point, it should be like here's also this special blah blah blah. I don't know. I for me this game was good, not great. Um, it it had like I played it when it first came out. It had a very like Souls feel to it with the, like the deaths and everything. They I think they improved that a little bit. It was tough when it first came out. Like it was a rough game, um, but the puzzles just like really took away from it. Like they made me not interested in the second one at all because I don't feel like playing a Star Wars game with puzzles in it. So yeah, that's that's where I differ because I think the puzzles like make me uh, excited to play it because it feels like Zelda. It feels like Zelda in this respect of like you got the hook shot. Now you're in this place that has all these things that you have seen and you're like, what the fuck does all this mean? And now that you can, like, force pull, now all this stuff makes sense, you know? And I just got double jump and so I'm like, oh shit, like, now I can reach all these other things I've been seeing. So I think I think that, to me, is where it's like, that's where it shines because you feel like your character's getting better and, like, you know, oh, I couldn't pull this, you know, like, pause in advance. I couldn't pull this ball to me uh, and before, <laughs> and now I can. So, uh, that, to me, that's where it shines. But like, yeah, if, if you're a person, it, I see. I, I get, I get what you're saying. But again, like that, that ball thing is all to open like a gated door or something like that. And like I watched and read too much Star Wars to know that the lightsaber would go through the door and open up a spot in it. Like it, it yeah. just like. It take it takes the it it it's not like it's not Star Wars like that's not that's not Star Wars has been out for almost fifty years and that's not how it's been portrayed like why does this dude have to move all these balls around with the force to open a door I mean like it doesn't like it it just doesn't it, it makes it not make sense based on what the game is if it was something else besides Star Wars wouldn't bother me but. 
I it ended up making me feel like I was playing like Darksiders or something instead of Star Wars. Yeah, and the wording of it is specific. So when you scan certain things like metals that you can't like slash through, it'll be like like lightsaber resistant, you know, metal. I'm like, of course it is. Of course, this is lightsaber resistant. <laughs> but then you watch like the show and like. You know, they'll cut through a fucking metal fucking door. Like, it takes some time, but, like, it still happens. So it's like, well, what the fuck was that metal? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, why Why all of a sudden is there that metal? I, I will say, though, like, the, the balls run pause is, yeah, definitely, like, early on, like, the first five or six hours, you're, like, it's, like, two different, like, balls and blah, blah, blah puzzles. Uh, now there hasn't really been a lot of that. It's been more... I'll say adventuring like puzzles, like you know, you can only go down like these zip lines. You can only go down, and then you get an upgrade for oh yeah, that, yeah, and go up. Like it's been, I feel like as it goes, it's gotten away from like the the early one was like a very much a lot of like balls puzzles and that weird pendulum thing from the ceiling. Right, pendulums. Like I feel like a lot of it in the beginning was like momentum balls moving. You know, uh, the last one lately has been more like just just the world exploring the world. I'm like, how do I get up there? Oh, I can do this and that. Like, if I feel like that's been more of the puzzle. A lot of the stuff too has been you go back to the world, like you get like a new power, like force double jump or whatever. And so now when you have to go back to this world, there's like a door that you could never get through. Now when you go through that door, it's like a whole fucking other part of the world. And you're like, oh shit, this is like a whole other level. And so it makes exploring that world more fun now. Because you're like, oh shit, this is really cool now to like come back. And it's also kind of a cool thing to see how they've built these stages to be like, you were passing so much shit that you just never really knew like it was like able to be traversed like this, but when you come back to the world with like new powers, you're like, oh shit! Like they were already thinking. I mean, of course they were, but like it's just cool to see how they were thinking of like, okay, when this person comes back, he's gonna have double jump, and now he can resist and shit. Like you're like, oh damn, this is like really it's well thought out. But um, I get it though. In the beginning, it's like overload with the ball puzzles. Oh yeah, no doubt. Um, I'm excited for the for the uh, survivor, I guess to call it. Uh, the character is getting kind of in in the story right now. He's getting kind of like ballsy, like he's like he feels good about himself. I think he's like his powers are pretty much all back to like where he's at, and he he's taken down a few. You know, he's able to like handle like himself, and I feel like I'm really interested in seeing like. What's going to happen? Because he's so he's so confident now with himself again. Because it's like I'll say, it's like he's back to himself with the powers. So now I'm like, uh oh, like it's got to be some moment where he gets like his ass kicked. So I'm kind of interested in that. Um, yeah, I can it was see that. it was cool to see like Saw, which is Forrest Whitaker's uh, character. Um, Saw was in like Rogue One, right? Remember that? Yeah. Like, it was cool to see that character, like, brought into the game, which makes me really excited to see 
who else they bring? Um, and then Obi-Wan was in a hologram. They showed Obi-Wan like Ewan McGregor's character with his voice. So I was like, motherfucker, don't fuck with me. Like if he, if he's in this game, <laughs> that would be really cool. Um, I think yeah, I they, do, you... they do some cool cameos and stuff in it for sure. That's what I like about it a lot. Like, I, I'm here for that shit. I haven't seen a Mandalorian yet, but that would be... I'm really excited to see if they throw one of those guys or gals into the mix at some point. I would assume that that'd be a really fun, like, fight. Like, if you had to fight a Mandalorian, you'd be like, oh, fuck. Why, why this? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, but that's all I got for it. I, I like it a lot. Uh, I'm... I'd like, like I was saying, I think I'd rather just keep the second part of this going. Um, I kind of like, I'm in that mode where I can't put it down. Like, Octopath is good, but like, this is what I really want to be playing. And so, um, I kind of feel like, what game was I playing recently on, on, I forget, but I was playing a game on Xbox recently, and I was like, eh, oh, it was a, a Plague's Tale. I like it a lot, oh. but like, yeah, like, even for me, it was too many puzzles, as far as, like, it was just, like, getting in the way of, like, we've done this, like, you live in this place where there's a puzzle to, like, clear the rats out, and we did it the first time to, like, get the rats out of the castle, and then at some point, the rats come back to the castle, and you have to, like, clear them out again, so then at some point, you come back to the castle, and the, the rats are here again, and now they're, like, in full force, and, like, so now you gotta clear the rest. And I was like, I'm fucking tired of this puzzle. And each time you do it, it's like it changed in some respect, you know? And I'm like, can we please stop with this puzzle? And, and that that game would piss you off for sure. Like if it, if it made me stop because of puzzles, you'd have been like, cool, done. Oh yeah. Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't even bother with a game like that. No. And that's why I think it got the problem with it. Like it it, it everything was a fucking puzzle with the game. Um and I just at some point, I was like, like I was, I think I was telling you, I was like, I just kind of want, I just kind of want to walk up with like, because she's like a rogue essentially. She's like becoming a thief, rogue, and her and her partners in that game are like fucking thieves. And I'm like, you at this point would just have a knife because she has like a fucking sling and she's really good at throwing her sling. I'm like, just give her a fucking knife and just like walk up and like stab a cat because she's she's becoming a part where she's like. I'll kill her for a person who has to. Like, I'm not going to waste time. And so she kills him with a sling, like in a rock. And I'm like, well, just give her a knife now. <laughs> yeah. Which. So we sound totally American right now because I said that. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> but that's all I got. Yeah, me too. So I guess that uh, wraps up. Episode 41, episode 42 will come at you sometime when Phoenix gets back from Alabama. Can't wait. Oof. Hopefully he makes it back from Alabama. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> um, you can't really find me on social media anywhere, but you can add me on Xbox at Nuke the Bridge, and then I will uh, turn it over to Phoenix. Yeah, I'm uh, at Fartsy, P-H-A-R-T-S-Y on, uh, I mean, I'm just on Instagram right now, honestly. Uh, my Twitter is 100% deleted now. Like, it passed that 30-day, like, maybe yeah, I don't want to delete it, Mark, or whatever, and so it's actually gone, gone, gone. So, uh, um, I'm 
on Instagram. I uh, Xbox handle it's so. If you really want to add me on RC, if you really want to add me on Xbox, um, that's that's my handle, and I'm pretty much never playing anything like co-op based on there. So, I guess if you if you just want to keep up with the games I'm playing, <laughs> which is probably one game. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I think that'll do it for episode forty-one. We'll be back in a couple weeks. Yeah, dude. Peace.